0: mm <laughs>
1: guys and welcome to Into the Fray, reaching the chaos of the church with Nick and Mary Franks and Gwill and Beth Davey down in the often quoted <laughs> city of Norwich. It's a fine it's city. It's a fine city. Isn't that exactly what it says on the uh, the road sign?
2: <laughs> they didn't go for great, just went, oh, it's fine.
1: <laughs> Do you know what? I'd completely forgotten that that's what it joined when we went down there. No. You, you drive into and out of... Norwich and it's just it's describing itself as a a fine city yeah Yeah. it's it's a fine city it's like when
3: you eventually get there yeah (laughs) we say that things in Scotland are far away but getting to Norwich is a a similar experience
4: yeah
2: the road of many roundabouts
4: well no one comes to Norwich unless they're going to Norwich so (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was leave it was leaving norwich that was the issue it took us about three hours and we've jested with dave about that a number of times but anyway we'll we'll come to the fine city of norwich again one day um again we're we're here today with these guys everybody listening rather than watching um in our series all the prophets looking a little bit at the life of isaiah and as per usual it's not a comprehensive study or outline or overview of said prophet but to be honest, we, we we may come to the Bible um, shortly, but the thing that I'm really excited about is just to hear from from you both. Uh, so welcome and thanks for coming into the podcast. I know that you listen to the podcast occasionally, and um, <laughs> I'm not sure why Beth's beaming, uh, <laughs> but um, I, I just want you to share because I want I want folk to hear from you um, some of the stuff that. I've probably heard we've heard just from some of our conversations when we've been together or when we did the vlog interview for the to the church in Great Britain, all of which couldn't have been used. So it's just it's just to give more time for that. But um, and and also the four of us to be here talking as two couples. Um, so we'll come to Isaiah, hopefully. But do you want to just. Um, do you want to just start off by talking about. Yeah, what you do in Norwich, I know we know that, but folk listening won't know. And you do a heck of a lot. Let I me mean, just introduce you, Beth. Your your work. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is mainly to do with um, kind of alternative education, work with children, school kids, and really excited to hear a bit more about that in a minute. Um, grill songwriter, worship leader, but so much, <laughs> but, but but so much more. I don't know why you're laughing, um, but so much more. Um, this, I just love you guys and just please feel free. Just share a bit about Norwich, what's going on, and then we'll, we'll Mary and I will interject.
2: Well, that, that was a very flattering intro, cheers, Nick. Best intro I've ever had. Um
1: it's probably the best yeah. you'll ever get, mate.
2: I'm uh I'm Gwil. This is Beth. We've been married for just over three years now. Feels like longer, but also feels like less at some points. Um, yeah, I'm singer, songwriter, uh, independent, Christian artist, quote unquote um worship leader at my local church volunteer position community kids and youth worker um website runner instagram poster um <laughs> for the charity as well oh I, I, that's that's what comes to mind at the moment mm. probably something else somewhere <laughs>
1: <laughs> talk about your music for a bit though mate because you've uh, i did a music video for you i love that um and you, you've, you've been quite prolific haven't you this year
0: Oh
2: well, yeah thank you so much for for giving me this space. yeah, it's been an amazing opportunity that god it's clearly something that God opened up. Um, it all started more or less first lockdown, which was what march 2020 something like, around that time yeah. we, just before the lockdown um a friend of mine posted um, a, a story on Instagram saying, "Has anyone got a, a song i can I can start producing? I want to learn producing and so naive little girl said yeah sure what well, i can have a song <laughs> and so uh, he said right send her over and of course i didn't have a song ready so i uh, <laughs> sat there on the couch um with beth next to me trying to write this song and ended it up it being um jesus Trample entry and psalm 95. 95 yeah um which is the the song you did the video for nick um yeah. Was which beautifully mm-hmm. and it all kind of started from there that uh what's it been six Songs have come out since. One's a remix. One's an acoustic version. Just because, you know, why not? When someone (laughs) offers to do a remix, you take them up on it. Um, And God's just continued to use the songs. Um, I'm amazed that there's... uh, (laughs) If there were 50 people listening, I'd be very grateful. But there's a thousand or so monthly, X amount of, of thousands of streams on a couple songs, which just blows me away completely. So God's really... Use that i've been very blessed by that and mm-hmm. uh, i think god's using the songs to to speak to people as well new song out january 7th what's by the called? way what's it called it's called like jehovah um it's a few of sorry what's it called like jehovah
0: mm-hmm.
2: so my my it started off being a kind of classic acoustic um piano led worship song but the more i played with it the more i felt now this isn't what it's going to be. So I, I played with it for an X amount of months, kept sending it to a bunch of other recording artists. Um, and I, I might send it to you after, so, so you can listen. But uh, yeah, excited yeah. for that one to come out.
1: Like Jehovah, Davy, January the 7th, 2022. <laughs> um, looking forward to that, mate, it's a blessing. Mm. Um, I've just, I've just sent my, my, my wife here, Mary, just a little note saying, don't just let me talk, because I'm a bit tired and I tend to just talk if I'm tired. <laughs> but there is one thing I want to just say before. Um, I'd, I'd meant to remind everybody listening. How? The, do you remember when we first kind of came across these two guys was when we were outside having a barbecue.
3: In the middle of winter. Was it the middle of winter? It was.
1: And. I, <laughs> I, I, that's what
3: you do in Scotland. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was. I think, well, I think I might have had a a Dow Winnie 15 in hand or something like that. And I remember kind of almost not quite, you know, like jaw dropping and hitting the floor type thing. But I was fairly aghast and shocked in a good way to read your article, Beth, to do with, I can't remember what it was entitled, but essentially it was, I can't remember the sequence of events. It must have been... We came to see you in October 2020 it was before that. so yeah. it must have been anyway but Beth you'd written this article about the repentance and stuff so as much as well you know this is this is the ministry that you guys have isn't it Beth you write you blog you kind of yeah. communicate that way as well do you want to talk about that as to kick us off
4: yeah well um I mean this was whilst we were part of the Church of England church um where Gwil was working um, but for a while, I'd kind of felt unsettled with a lot of the teaching that was going on, the um, messages that the church was propagating um, and what I felt the Holy Spirit was actually saying and God was, well, what God was saying in this in his scriptures compared with what they were saying um, about God and, and current events. And so, um, well, I was in the middle of doing my master's and I kind of just said, well, God, if you want me to keep writing, um, let me get a certain grade in my master's, which I then got the grade, so I was like, okay, God's saying that he's going to use this writing to to speak to people. So I set up this blog, and basically just as events came up, um, I would write about them and kind of what I felt God was saying. Um, So I think I wrote about the UK Blessing, which is how I uh, found out about Dave Brennan, Um, because he'd also written about the UK blessing um, and I found your podcast through that as well Um, and then I'd written some other things particularly about um, Covid and God's judgment and how the church has just been completely silent in that Um, and how uh, really how can we be calling a blessing upon a nation when we haven't called um, the church to account for for the silence on so many issues Um, so yeah
3: That's amazing I remember when I vividly remember reading your blog whenever that was and it it was just amazing wasn't it because I think when you're seeing these things and it feels like nobody else has seen them it's such a comfort to read other things from other Christians and thinking oh there is there is someone else who's seen what's happening as well and you, you feel you feel that connection I guess don't you when you can like you say connect with other people like Dave Brennan and mm. yourselves and stuff it was really good for us to do that and mm-hmm. um, so you started writing that blog while you were in the C of you still yeah okay and was that um was it kind of known by the your church community or was that kind of done just as a kind of personal thing
1: incognito <laughs>
3: well
4: I, I put it on social media so if if any of them were in contact with me on social media it was quite upfront that I was Mm -hmm. writing this um and I was sharing Mm -hmm. the articles on my personal page as well as on my blog page um I mean none of them ever spoke to me about what I was writing so (laughs) okay (laughs) I think it was just kind of well, I don't even know if they read it, to be honest.
2: Yeah, you you, you guys know what social media is like. People mm-hmm. might like a photo, but they won't read the caption, so they might yeah. just see a really cool, mm-hmm. let's be honest, stock photo that you found on,
4: like, on Unsplash. Unsplash,
2: <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, what a cool photo!" Like, and just, yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was that uh, entitled? That blog article, Beth? Do you remember?
4: I think it was something like why the, why the church can't call for a. Rep- repentance i think that was the
5: Mm -hmm.
4: article i'd just written when you um got in contact with me
5: yeah Mm -hmm. well
1: we'll make sure that goes into the show notes um so folk can read that and i hope you don't mind me saying this both of you beth particularly as the writer but i think that the reason i was aghast shocked in a good way was just because i i I knew that you were younger you i don't you you're in your 20s aren't you guys what your mid-20s early 20s i like to say i'm mid-20s still yeah (laughs) <laughs> so you just passed me twenties, okay, nice.
2: Well, this, this week I passed the mid twenties.
1: Did you? Oh, it was your birthday. We didn't know it was it is, it, I,
2: I thought I wanted to get this
1: in at some point. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is uh, you just talked about social media. This is one of the one of the downsides, isn't it? <laughs> we have no idea. we withdrawn going on. completely from. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we uh, anyway, um, but it was your age, and just I don't know. I I remember thinking. And for folk listening, particularly because we we often straddle talking to the masses and talking specifically to church leaders, I just thought that it's it's it puts church leaders to shame, is what I thought. To have somebody in their early straight mid twenties uh, writing <laughs> that, you know, it's it's different. I felt it was different that some somebody in their thirties or forties or whatever, and that, and you know. I hope that's not patronizing. It's not meant to be. It's 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 meant to be that actually um what you're saying shouldn't shouldn't be rare. Yeah. It should be commonplace. And of course it's not. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um did you want to say anything else? No, oh, no,
3: just that it, it should be read and listened to. I think it's a real shame if you were in a church community and nobody was, you know, taking the time to read or to listen to what you were saying. You know, I think mm-hmm. I just think that's really sad.
1: hmm Yeah, I'm not surprised yeah um girl i can sense you're looking down at what i'm assuming is your bible not your phone or maybe maybe it's your bible (laughs) on your phone Um,
2: (laughs) i do have my bible here but i was looking
1: at my new ring but yes (laughs) um talk talk to us about isaiah the prophet if you if you if you Mm. can if you would just because you know one of the things that we thought we would talk about is isaiah 9 today and often um, quoted passage at Christmas time this is by the way the last podcast of the year um, what, what what have you got for us mate well he I learned a lot
2: about Isaiah this week he so he was royal family royal descent and uh, he well he didn't split the book up into these chapters we know that but they're kind of split up in a, in a way that mirrors the bible itself so the same mm-hmm. Amount of chapters in the first half as the New te- Old Testament and the second half as the New Testament, um, but what struck me about the halves is that one is big on condemnation and judgment,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: the other half is uh, the the hope and the the what repentance brings, and I think well we'll go I'm sure we'll go into this that that would be key for the UK for the world to understand that Isaiah and how it is laid out is a is a key thing for us to understand and to replicate, uh, but yeah, like you said, that isn't happening. I listened to your your podcast, your video was it? I think it was just a video on the Christian Concern magazine, mm-hmm. and I have to be honest, I was getting a little bit defensive at the start. I was like, no, they're my friends. I've done the World Before Academy. I like them all, but I what the further I got into that video, I was like, yeah, no, he's he's hitting the nail on the head here, uh, and you just don't see those things publicized by even by an organization that i know believes all the stuff that you're saying but it's still not not publicized and not made kind of public knowledge throughout the church that there is a need for repentance and i mean that's what isaiah was telling his people isn't it
0: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah thank you for saying that um maybe we can come back to that thing of repentance and so on in a minute i mean steve buckley and i are going to do a piece on that don't know if you guys know steve um just because of your videos steve's a quality quality guy um but yeah you're you're talking about the fact you know isaiah is a book of 66 chapters which reflects the the bible in microcosm that's what you're saying isn't it yeah chapter chapter not and particularly i always think of the, the kind of grand finale of the book of isaiah beth as you were just alluding to there the way that the kind of this crescendo of both hope but also god's execution of judgment and justice and so on um should we do you want to do you want to hone in on chapter nine for a bit just because um there's some wonderful wonderful words here in fact should we just read it for folk for us all now and also just for folk listening um let me just flick over here how many verses (laughs) it's quite long isn't it yeah um is there anything i mean you would have looked at isaiah nine over the last few days is there anything particularly i mean you, you think of the words to unto us a son is born to us a son is given mm. etc from verse six is it yeah or to us a child is born so let's let's take it from now and that's uh, sweet Do you want to just read it from
3: six from verse
1: six to where Don't i just to where it seems right to stop <laughs>
3: okay <laughs> <laughs> okay um for to us a child is born to us a son is given. The Lord has sent a word against Jacob, and it will fall on Israel, and all people, all the people will know. Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria, who say in pride and in arrogance of heart, the bricks have fallen, but we will build with dressed stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we will put cedars in their place. But the Lord raises the adversaries of resin against him, and stirs up his enemies. The Syrians in the east, and the Philistines in the west. Devour Israel with open mouth, for all his anger has not turned away, and his hand is stretched out still. The people did not turn to him who struck them, nor inquire of the Lord of hosts. So the Lord cut off from Israel head and tail, palm branch and reed in one day, an elder and honoured man is the head, and the prophet who teaches lies is the tail. For those who guide this people have been leading them astray, and those who are guided by them are swallowed up. Therefore the Lord does not rejoice over their young men and has no compassion on their fatherless and widows. For everyone is godless and an evildoer, and every mouth speaks folly. For all his anger has not turned away, and his hand is stretched out still.
1: Was that the whole chapter? It wasn't the whole chapter. It was up to... Mm -hmm.
3: 17
1: six, so it was about 6 to 17 yeah uh 10 or 11 relatively short verses that it would speak of our uh, unspeakable blessing we've been given jesus christ for god so loved the world <laughs> sorry i was chuckling because <laughs> we we're always talking about a minute ago, for god so loved the world um anyway we're not going to talk about that but he we've been given jesus um unto us a, a child is born to us, a son is given, verse 6. I'm just giving you my initial thoughts now. Maybe we can go around into the circle and do that um, each. Uh, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. The government, you know, that's it's such a refreshing... That's the only way we can remain sane, isn't it, when we think there is a government that we're going to be sitting under and actually a part of um, in the age to come compared with the corrupt mm filth that we have today yeah um what else occurred to me there just just verse seven again these are these are part of the words at christmas time that that just can wash over us very easily of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end
0: Mm.
1: it's the realm of the eternal this is literally never going to end it's not long it's not a long government it's not a long period of peace it is unending um, verse second half of verse seven on the throne of David. This is intensely rooted in covenant promises, covenant keeping, um, to David personally that will be fulfilled. If you think of Jeremiah 33, particularly that was the passage read at our wedding promise mm. of restoration. Can't remember the exact words now, but David was the promise made to David, the, the lineage of David, um, intense focus on Israel, um what what about you guys what did you, what else struck you from those those words
4: i mean kind of continuing with that lineage of david we see here that um that kingly um prophetic word about a king coming to israel which i mean when you look at the first christmas they're expecting that king that messianic figure as a king but later in isaiah we see that actually um that picture of the suffering servant mm-hmm. um and we had the suffering servant came in the form of Jesus, this, this helpless baby who died 33 years later on the cross. And yet we still are looking for the day when this king will return and he will set up his government. And so um, we, we kind of see this as a, a prophetic word that has been fulfilled as Jesus came, but we're also looking for the the complete fulfillment. And I think for me at Christmas, looking forward to... Jesus is coming again, is one of the most exciting things. We're not just remembering a past event, but we are remembering the coming King, that, that David, that mm. royal line yes. um, who will set up that government. And like you said, Nick, that there will be no end to that, to that reign, um, mm. which I just think is so exciting.
1: <laughs> Isn't it? It is. <laughs> just to make the connection for people as well, uh, that Beth is John Betts' granddaughter. John was with us. Um, I, I can just there's great similarities. I can see. Um, that's an aside. Can I just say verse eight as well? And then I'm trying not to talk. I could. I, I could. I could just talk. I don't. I don't want to dominate this. I want you to. I want you guys. But look at verse eight. The Lord has sent a word against Jacob, and it will fall on Israel. Let me just say this, and then I'm going to take a step back. But I. I. I People think that that part of God's nature in that he would do that in a loving, with a loving end in sight is somehow relegated to Old Testament Mm. only. Most of the time, people don't even notice that, you know, that's part of God's nature as revealed in the Old Testament period. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But that somehow, because we're post-cross, post-resurrection, new covenant, so on, that somehow that that wouldn't be what God would do today. Mm -hmm. You know, that there would be, verse eight, the Lord has sent a word against his people. Or, in other words, the church today. Um, What do you guys think about that?
2: I watched a a video, was it last week? It was an unbelievable um, debate video. So that that premier radio uh, channel. And it it was, I believe he was called Andy Stanley, um, a pastor in America. And his whole hypothesis, his whole theory, his whole belief is that Christians need to cut themselves away from the Old Testament. Now, admittedly, I haven't read his book, so that might not be the, the entirety of, of what he's saying, but that immediately is red flags, mm. because if, if we were to do that, um, like you're saying, Nick, I, I think that's been done already. Uh, we don't understand the whole nature of of who God is. Mm. We just get Jesus, and uh, that's good. That's good that we get Jesus, but we don't get the the whole story of what God is doing through his people with his people and for his people mm. without the old testament and uh slightly moving on from that uh i was struck by the bit that we don't get at christmas the bit where it says yeah for all this his anger is not turned away his hand is still up verse Could you on, mate? That? Uh, that's verse, verse second 11. half of verse 12 yeah we don't we don't get that and the bit where it said those who guide this people misled them and those who are guided are led astray. That's not a very Christmassy theme.
4: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway,
2: really, is it? I, I think
4: it? I think it kind of is, because I mean, we've got there, you've got the hope of um the promised son being given, and yet it's into that place of sin and mess, and even the covenantal people have turned away. And yet, even into that that messed up relationship where they have they've turned their back on God, he still says that he's going to give them a son and I think that just shows just how Mm. how grace how Mm. amazing that grace Mm. is that Mm. it's not just that you know we don't deserve it it's that we turned our back on God and yet he still sends his son as Mm. a gift to us
3: Mm -hmm. it's an interesting passage isn't it
4: yeah,
2: it is. We don't hear about God's anger in church.
3: Do we, we don't, and it's it's a bit like the whole John three sixteen, um, but nobody reads John three seventeen, you know. And yeah. this passage feels a little bit like this because we all know the first bit because that's the no less true, but it's the bit that we all like mm. because we want we want a a good God and a good government and we want to live in peace and we want to have all these things which God has promised. But we we like I'm not sure I've ever heard this read in a sermon <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Christmas time and I think just the reality of of Beth that you're saying what God has chosen to do we we must acknowledge the reality yeah. you know He has chosen to come to a people who would rather follow liars than follow the true God hmm. who are happy to be led astray who don't inquire of Him and yet as you pointed out in your article we we still have the audacity to ask for blessing when we're refusing to acknowledge the state that we're in Mm. and the mess that we're in so it's it's a funny one isn't it because just like you're saying it it shows the overflowing grace of God that actually we struggle to comprehend but it also highlights just our absolute ignorance and unwillingness Mm -hmm. to acknowledge not just where you know unbelievers are but where we as his people are you know this passage was written to God's people that they needed this message as much as anyone
2: we were um I think you've talked about this with with Dave we're at a a guy display at a local church not protesting educating as we (laughs) like to say um and I spoke to I spoke with the vicar and uh, we were trying to kind of find common ground and I was like do you believe Jesus is the source of salvation? He said yes. I was like oh great. Do you believe um, that God sustains the world in his hands? He's like yes. And I'm like okay good second point and then I was trying to figure out what his goal with was, was this guy display. His goal was to kind of highlight the problems with, with weather, the climate change uh, crisis quote-unquote and um his whole, their whole thing was that we can change this, we can make the difference, and I was trying to reconcile that with God sustaining the world in His hands and being that mm-hmm. sustaining power. Um, but he was he was misunderstanding the stewardship that we have of the earth, and he he was he was an intelligent guy, but there's mm-hmm. an ignorance of uh, of knowing that God is sustaining. We have what's the word stewardship
0: mm-hmm.
2: we can't change the world that's not in our power god is the one who who does that and there's a misunderstanding of scripture in ch- church leadership which is really really worrying
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah
4: mm.
1: sorry beth go ahead
4: well i was i was just gonna go i mean we're in isaiah 9 but i was yeah, gonna sorry, go back just to isaiah 6 <laughs> um well, tall, and, and talking about that cool call of Isaiah Um, and like Mary was saying we so often we we end passages at a certain place and we don't keep reading and we get to the bit where he says and who will go for us and he says here I am send me and he says Mm -hmm. go and tell the people and then this is what God says keep on hearing but do not understand keep on seeing but do not perceive make the heart of this people dull their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with Mm -hmm. their ears and understand with their hearts, and return and be healed. And I think, I think that's kind of what we see today, even, isn't it? And and Jesus quoted this passage mm. um, when he was talking in parables. He mm. he quotes this passage. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah.
4: But I think it kind of just reveals, even within the church, the rebellion against God. But where people harden their hearts, they close off their ears. They don't want to hear the message. Yeah. Um, and I think as we're called to be god's prophetic people that that's also for us that we'll be speaking and the church won't hear Mm. and i think that's quite a difficult thing to Mm -hmm. to grasp and come to terms with
0: yeah Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that and that touches on our eschatology as well doesn't it what are we expecting to come Mm -hmm. in the future yeah um Mm
4: -hmm. yeah i mean that that Gaia um exhibition i was talking to this other lady who was part of the church um about how we should be preparing people for the return of christ not for the end of the earth um and so we should be you know getting people to to repent to turn to worship god rather than to to worship the earth and Mm -hmm. and see that as the end goal um and she told me that it was dangerous to be focusing on christ's return
1: what was the what what was the what was her reason for that
4: that um, it takes our eyes off of what's going on now, um, because if if we're too heavenly minded, we're of no earthly good. <laughs> that kind of reasoning. That old, bit...
1: that old chestnut. Yeah,
4: that that <laughs> that one. <laughs> but if we think about Christ's return, we won't do anything any anything of any good here today. Mm-hmm. So,
3: it's such an incredible false dichotomy, isn't it? Yeah. Because of course, if you're if your eyes are on Jesus. And you're thinking if we, you know, if we really lived and I know you've spoken about this thing before, but if we really lived in a way where that was our focus as the people of God, if we were really kind of like the early church where they were very living as though Jesus was returning any, you know, they were waiting for that, then actually we'd probably be more useful (laughs) than you know where we are at the moment whereas we're not thinking about Jesus really coming back and probably the end result is that people then feel they have to whip up Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff to get us to you know to do things so to speak Mm. Um, but it's just that our funny lack of understanding about the spiritual realm as well where we we think that the physical realm has more influence than the spiritual realm which I think also dips into prayer and things as well where we we think we can do more um by just being a bit more action based and yeah, i don't know it's just funny isn't it yeah
1: yeah it's, it's utterly bizarre but it's it's very common that that you just said there, birth is is a mainstay i would say of of the um lukewarm church mm-hmm. i've lost i i haven't got any real sense of how long we've been going here but can can i just follow my instinct which is that we're kind of running towards the end um let's just skip over to the very last last but one chapter so chapter 65 just because well just picking you up there on on your your um comment now about the video about christian concern who we all love um and some of the church leaders who who will be more switched on than others um one of the things that can I just say this in closing that I think that the British church are in, in immensely arrogant about and ignorant of is the centrality of Jerusalem, Israel, the people, the Jewish mm-hmm. people. If you look at verse 17 of chapter 65, which is a good place to finish this podcast and, and indeed this whole season, uh, with it being the last one, um, both with hope in mind and as, as you say, Beth, with excitement in mind, but also with this sense in which actually what God's doing by way of disruption, he's not just disrupting the British church, he's disrupting the church, period. And with ev- within every nation, there's a, there's a focus, I believe, a recognition that we just haven't had Israel in mind. Mm. You know, apart from the, the, the select few of us who've been called to the Middle East or onto the mission field, You know, in our teaching, in our prayers, particularly in our intercessions, Jerusalem, the the Jewish people just haven't focused. So just let's just read here. So from verse 17, for behold, I create new heavens. (laughs) You can't even imagine the current heaven. I create new heavens and a new earth and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. That'll be a blessing for some people this morning or whenever they're listening to this to think of that. The slate will be clean. Verse 18, but be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. I will I will rejoice in Jerusalem, says God, and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping and the and the cry of distress. That's an echo of Jeremiah 33 there, by the way. Um, no more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, think of the atrocities here in the UK in the last week or two, mm. or an old man who does not fill out his days and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed and so on and so forth. But this, this this, this inextricable link between the hope of the new heavens and the new earth, and this, as, you, as I think Beth, you were saying, this, <laughs> this passion of the father who would still give us his son, in the midst of our wallowing in mud and filth and, you know, Ezekiel 16. And yet, and yet this like, in a sense, the crescendo of all of that is is, is, is the people of, of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. I think in Britain, we have very little concept of that. Hmm. Awareness of the need to pray. You know, I think repentance should impart, be to do with that how how neglectful we've been regarding the jewish people and israel's nation i know that's a lot to drop at the end of a podcast but <laughs> what what do you guys think
4: yeah i agree i mean um i've been i've watching lots of these um one for israel testimonies and the the testimonies that are coming out of jewish people who are finding the messiah at this time mm. um, is just so powerful and encouraging um and to think that you know we've been grafted into this chosen people is yeah. you know what a privilege mm-hmm. that we can, we can stand with them as brothers and sisters
0: yeah.
4: um and I do think oh, that's something that we've been um starting to realize isn't it starting to understand that we need to be praying mm-hmm. for this city
2: we've had the blessing of have, having a um, a Jewish lady start coming to our to our cafes, to our to our church, um, because of food bank, and she has found Christ. She's saying she's found Jesus, and the the emotion behind that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, she was there in tears, speaking about her newfound faith, how she's managed to wow. reconcile her Jewish identity yeah. and the background behind that, and
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's beautiful to witness so to be well. a part of that mm. that kind of relationship between. The father and his his people israel is is amazing
1: yeah yeah his covenant people mm. jesus is coming back as a jewish man
0: mm.
1: with holes in his side and um scars etc yeah
0: mm.
1: and you come back full circle maybe we just finish with prayer here for unto us a child has has been born mm-hmm. and to us a son has been given that same son that was in a manger, ignored by the masses and dodged, I say dodged, you know what I mean, you know, sovereignly protected from Herod, and, and yet they see him at the end of the age, with his foot touching on the Mount of Olives, you know, the same feet that would have been on, nailed on a cross, and to us a son has been given, to us, you know, a child has been born. How can you take that in? You can't take that in. Were it not for the Spirit of God, and mm. do you want to say anything sweet before mm. we finish?
3: <clears throat> no, I have no. <laughs> You've got nothing else. You want I've to say? got nothing. I think it's just it's a beautiful thought to end with, and I think mm. it's been it's just always good, and I think to look at the Old Testament, you know, to, to think of people wanting to remove elements of this and to take our eyes off it and yet it only it only enhances our understanding of who god is and who jesus is and what he has done and if we remove that we dilute we dilute everything about Mm -hmm. the bible and Mm -hmm. yeah
1: did you guys want to say anything before we finish good up. I just, I just, I, I just feel that sense as we've read those few verses there of, of again this thing of, um, he's been given to us. He, you know, he's he speaks in the Bible of him being the desired of the nations, and that the spirit within him, I think, it's in the Book of James, you know, causes us to, you know, the spirit within us. To, um, the affection is one of jealousy, and. Um, with all, with regard to all matters on the earth and in a sense, particularly the church, the bride of which we're a part, the body of which we're a part, we can't be in love with this savior. We can't be in, lo- in love with this, this God and not be all in, in terms of even if that costs us everything, yeah. even if it costs us everything, you know, to, to stand for truth, to stand for who he is, who he says he yeah. is, um, Anyway, let's just pray. Jesus, we worship your holy, holy, holy name. We give you praise now. We give you the worship of our heart. You sit at the right hand of the Father, even now, interceding for us. And we bless you. Mm -hmm. We acknowledge you. We exalt you. We ascribe greatness to you. There is no one beside you. There is no one like you. And you are worthy to open the scroll you're worthy jesus and we thank you that you have um father that you would give him to us jesus that you would give yourself that you would um draw us to yourself and invite us to share in your sufferings but also to share in your glory and your resurrection and we pray now that as we Put this down for a season, just Lord, that you would be so precious in the heart and mind of everyone listening in the precious name of Jesus. we pray. We love you, Jesus. We love you.
4: Father, we just thank you that into this world of sin and shame and guilt, um, we look around the world right now and we know it's been even worse than it is already, even though we can't imagine it being any worse than it is at the moment. Mm. And yet even into this place, you would give your only son Mm. that Jesus would, would come knowing that he came to die. For sinners, God, what can we even say? We thank you for this priceless gift mm-hmm. that we can never repay you. All we can do, Father, is just offer our lives, mm-hmm. our hearts. Mm-hmm. And, Father, we look for the return of your son, mm-hmm. son as we um, sing in this Advent period, come, mm-hmm. thou long-expected Jesus. God, we look for that return of Christ eagerly. We say, come Jesus.
3: father we we just thank you for your word we thank you for truth that we can come to and we can read and ponder over and lord we pray that as people listen as people hear this that those words would words of your truth would sink deep into their hearts and their minds Mm -hmm. that we would just once again be have that reading of these precious words and that they would be like new to us like hearing them for the first time that truth of what you have done which is indescribable Mm. lord jesus we thank you today what more can we say but Mm. thank you Mm. for for the greatest gift Mm. And Lord, as we've talked about your covenant and your people and your plan, your sovereignty, your salvation, Lord, help our hearts and our minds to be aligned with the things that you are doing. Mm. Help our lives to be moulded, our prayers to be moulded, our inclinations and our desires to be molded as you would have them be
0: mm-hmm.
3: and lord we pray at this time of year just help us to to acknowledge your kingship mm-hmm. through this festive period that comes around every year lord that help us to be to be worshipping help us to be acknowledging you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who has come to to take away the sin of the world, Lord, and help those words to sink in.
0: Oh,
3: yes, Father. Today, we thank you for Gwill and for Beth. Mm. We thank you for who they are as a couple. Mm. We thank you for their just their example, Lord, as young people, but who are so are just so strong in their faith and it is it is wonderful to see lord and i pray that you would really bless them as a couple that you would Mm. strengthen them that you would encourage them that you would put good people around them lord Mm. that you would lead them in a good way in the year that is to come lord and just protect their hearts and their minds and all that they do Mm. jesus we ask these things Mm. today in your name Mm.
2: Amen. Amen. Father we thank you that you are full of mercy, you're full of grace you're full of compassion and justice Lord we're, we're not worthy to yes. to even do up the sandals on your feet yes. but you welcome us into your people Father thank you for that that, yes. that real blessing of, of being welcomed into the people of God I pray that during this time that would really sink into our our hearts and minds to understand the fullness of what it meant for you to come as a baby to leave your glory Mm. uh, to come into a manger to to live the life that we couldn't to die the death that we deserve and to be resurrected into the life that we are welcomed into father i thank you for that truth for that reality Mm. of those who are in christ i pray that during this this downtime for many that you would by your holy Spirit speak to us bring fresh um, energy for for those who are in need Lord I pray you would uh, bless Nick and Mary in particular with the ministry they have mm-hmm. the, the the many um, outlets they are they are putting into Lord I pray that you would draw people to them that you would um, continue to um, as it were stretch their tent into different areas of of uh, expertise, different areas of knowledge, different areas of Mm. outreach. And Lord, you'd bring people around them to aid them in that as well. Mm. That it wouldn't just be uh, Nick and Mary striving, but Mm. it would be Nick and Mary and a team Mm. um, bringing your truth and your word to those who need it most. I thank you for them and their passion for your word, for your truth, Mm. for the reality of of what you're doing in this time. I pray you'd strengthen them, Lord.
1: Mm. Amen. 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 We can cut it here guys so it's it's fine but grill i was just gonna ask you you've got your guitar there mate uh
0: got-
2: i do yes
1: yeah. do you want to Is say something that you've got on top of your head that you can just sing quickly goodness if you feel comfortable don't worry if you don't <clears throat> I'm struck it. Even if it's your song, mate, like whatever, whatever feels appropriate, just to just to sing, because it'd be a nice way of the podcast finishing. Do.
5: You are holy. Jehovah, you are there is no one like Jehovah we love you Lord we worship and adore we long to bring A fragrance offering. We love you, Lord. We worship and adore. We long to bring a fragrance offering. There is no one, no one greater There is no one like Jehovah